What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S FantasyBB. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes, all of our baseball content there, E-T-H-O-S FantasyBB on the Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, go to SportsEthos.com. You'll get access to all of that same content over there. Now, if you missed yesterday's show, highest recommendations to go and listen to it. There's barely any of me. I was hosting, kind of directing traffic, but Rob Silver and Mike Curlin were here sharing their insights, their strategies, their process, how to compete at the highest level. Uh, We went for about an hour and a half. That was one of the better podcasts I've done in a long time. So if you haven't heard that one, go and check it out. Not for me, but for Rob and Mike, because those guys, they really know what they're talking about. I like to think I know what I'm talking about. But those guys truly have been around the block. Uh, so go and check that one out if you haven't already. It's definitely one I would save for next year as well when you're doing your preseason prep. But today we're going to be talking about a couple of the trades that have gone on in the last 24, 48 hours. And we're going to just talk about them fairly briefly here. This will be a pretty quick podcast. But let's start off with Lucas Giolito and him and Ronaldo Lopez being traded to the Los Angeles Angels. Now, I don't know. How many people have Jeff Passan's tweet notifications turned on? I do because when there's a big trade, I want to know about it. There's a few people, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski, Shams uh, in the NBA, there's Passan. There's a few people that you, know, you kind of want to know when they're announcing news because it is always, you know, fairly official once those guys uh, put it out to their accounts, the Jeff Passans of the world, the Adrian uh, Wojnarowskis. So last night we get the tweet that was, what time was it? 11.48 p.m. on the East Coast, breaking the Los Angeles. And that's what my brain saw first, the Los Angeles Angels. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, Otani's been traded. Nothing that exciting. Although Giolito, it's a big name to be moved, but it does also, you know, come into, you know, it does affect the whole Otani thing because they're not going to trade Otani now that they have acquired Lucas Giolito. They're going to be trying to push the chips into the middle, and they're going to try and catch lightning in a bottle. Try and convince Otani to stay, perhaps. I don't, I don't think there's anything they can do or anybody can do that's going to make Shohei stay in Los Angeles as an angel, you know, because I could see him going to the Dodgers. But I think this is just a horrible move by a horrible franchise at this point to try and, you know, make their way into the playoffs. Because it's not like they're a team that's guaranteed to make the playoffs. They're currently on the outside looking in. They're sitting third in their division. They're four games above 500, and they're also three and a half back of the wild card. Now, I talked about this a few days ago. I think Tampa, Houston, and Toronto, and whether it's Tampa or Baltimore at the top of the American League East, whoever ends up winning it, the other one will be in the wild card. To go along with Houston and Toronto, or maybe Boston or New York, one of the American League East teams, uh, those are, in my opinion, the teams that are going to be going to the playoffs. I don't see the Angels having enough firepower here in any regard to make it to the playoffs, especially with Mike Trout not being there. They haven't really had much success with Trout and Otani. Now, as nice of a piece as Giolito is, potentially nice uh, Reynaldo Lopez could be. You know, Eno Saris was talking yesterday. He sent out a tweet that Lopez has some of the highest stuff numbers, stuff plus numbers. That's his metric. Uh, in terms of relief pitchers, especially in terms of ones that were you know, likely to be traded at the deadline. So there can be you know, there may be some value here for the Angels in the short term, but I don't really understand this. I believe Giolito's a free agent at the end of the year. He's not going to come back. I don't know why anybody would want to sign with that organization. Otani's not going to come back. The odds are they won't even make the playoffs. So in terms of fantasy outlook, it doesn't change how I view Giolito very much. Potential for maybe some more victories because the team maybe will be more competitive than the White Sox. 
I don't know that we can even say that with any degree of certainty. Like, the White Sox have been awful. <clears throat> Will the Angels be this bad down the stretch? Like, the White Sox have won about 40% of their games this year. That's, I think, a reasonable number for the Angels down the stretch. Maybe I'm underselling them, but without Trout, with Otani, I don't know exactly what his mindset's going to be. He threw a complete game shutout today. Uh, so clearly he's not taking the foot off the gas just yet, but I'm not sure what we're going to see down the stretch from this whole Angels team. So I, I think it's a really stupid move. I think for the White Sox, the return seems okay. I've heard you know mixed things about the catcher, Edgar Cuero, who went back. Uh, he's having a bad year this year, but he's still a fairly high-end hitting prospect. Not so much in terms of his defense, I don't think, but in terms of the bat, very good. Kai Bush, the pitching prospect who went there uh, in you know the other part of that return, also a little bit underwhelming as far as I see it. Um, so I'm not really sure the purpose of this trade for either team. I don't know if this is the best thing they were going to get for Giolito. Maybe the market just sucks. But I don't see it as being a trade that makes a hell of a lot of sense. And I don't see it as being a trade that really changes much for us uh, from a fantasy point of view. Let's talk about the other trade, though. We mentioned it last night on the podcast, and Mike and Rob gave their thoughts on it. Ahmed Rosario going to the Dodgers for Noah, Syndergaard, and Cash. Now, I'm not sure how much Cash is going along with Syndergaard. You figure it's got to be $20, 30000000 uh, for them to eat Syndergaard because he's brutal. He, he's not good. Uh, you know, he's making rehab starts, and he might come back soon. But at this point, he's throwing, you know, Kev Masseray, John, Roto Surgeon on Twitter, had a great tweet last night. Uh, you know, it was the whole Moneyball tweet with Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt. Where he says, Billy... This is this is so and so. Billy, this is Noah Syndergaard. He used to be one of the best young pitchers in baseball. Blah blah blah. His only defect is he throws with the velocity of a high school senior. And at that point, at this point, we're we're there. Like he does not throw hard. He's a seven sixteen ERA, a one forty five WHIP this year. You know, Rob made the point last night that the Guardians are pretty good at you know rehabbing pitchers, at developing pitchers, or whatever you want to phrase it. But so are the Dodgers, right? It's not like he went to the Dodgers and he was fixed. A lot of people were really in on Syndergaard for the hope that, you know, he could pull a Tyler Anderson or, you know, one of those other names who goes to Los Angeles and just find something. But, and, you know, Andrew Heaney. Um, but that's not what we got out of Syndergaard. I don't expect anything different in Cleveland. Now, for Ahmed Rosario, I don't see that he's going to have a hell of a lot of playing time. Maybe he'll – I mean, is he on better option than Miguel Rojas? yes. Will he play every single day? I'm not sure. I think, you know, like Curlin said yesterday, it's kind of a downgrade generally from where he was because he was batting at the top of the order. He's not going to bat at the top of the Dodgers order. He's probably not even going to play every single day. So even though Rosario's kind of been picking it up recently, he's been a top 100 player over the last month. He's got a couple homers. He's got a steal, 17 runs, 19 ribbies. Batting 282 in that time frame. I can't say he's a must-roster player in those shallow formats anymore. Uh, I was, excuse me, I was turning around on him. I was saying recently, like, Rosario, there is some value to be had in rostering him. Uh, You know, if you're sitting on waiver wires or you're looking at your waiver wires and your 10s, 12s teamers, he's like 60% rostered. So I was like, ah, you know, maybe there is some room there. We saw him put together a top 100 fantasy season last year. It's not the craziest thought that maybe he can recapture some of that magic at the top of a, you know, not a great lineup, but not a horrible lineup. Now he's going to be at the bottom of a better lineup, but I don't know if he's even going to be playing every single day. So honestly, if you're in those 10-team leagues, even 12-team leagues, I think Rosario, in a lot of cases, can be sent back to the waiver wire. If you want to wait like a week just to see how it shakes out, maybe he plays every day. Maybe he's batting sixth every single day, and we don't have to worry about it, and he's you know in a better lineup, and the production's better. I don't think that's going to happen, so that's why I'm saying he's probably a drop. But I'll leave it up to you guys because it is kind of a tricky situation when a guy gets traded. You never really know what the role is going to be like until you're a week or two in and you see how the team is using the player, especially when it's Rosario, someone with a decent track record. It's not like he's just some shitful player that they acquired and we're trying to project you know, 
regular playing time for somebody who's never had it before. That's not the case. Rosario's been an everyday player. He had 650 at-bats last year. This year, he's almost at 400. He plays every day. It's just I'm not sure if he's going to fit into that same kind of role with the Dodgers. So we'll have to just see for now. If you want to hold, sure, for a few days, a week, whatever. But I don't even think that is necessary uh, at this point. Now, there was one other trade I wanted to talk about, and it happened uh, today, actually, just a couple hours ago. Carlos Santana was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. It is his sixth team. This is a good trade, I think, for Milwaukee. The way that Rowdy Tellez has just been super disappointing. He's injured right now, uh, but even when he's been healthy, Rowdy Tellez, 673 OPS, 12 homers, 36 ribbies, and 23 runs through half a season for Tellez. Huge disappointment after last year. Carlos Santana this year has actually been pretty good, and I drafted him on a few teams because he was very cheap this year. I liked the fact that there was no shift and the fact that he could maybe have a career year in that regard uh, with no shift restrictions. Not to say that he's having a career year, but 12 homers, 6 steals, <clears throat> 53 ribbies, 45 runs, batting 235, which is you know definitely a huge increase from the 202 he gave us last year. He's having a good season. Now, I worry once Rowdy comes back, are they going to give him the full-time ABs again? Is it going to be some – I mean, there's no real point in platoon. I mean, Santana's a switch hitter, so maybe he gets more of those at-bats against lefties. I don't think Rowdy's going to be batting too much against lefties either way. But this is not a positive for Carlos Santana from a fantasy point of view. I have him on a gladiator team. I have him on a couple of squads. And I'm really wondering if I'm going to even be starting him. I'm in the gladiator. I'm going to have to start him because there's no benches in that format. But I am really not sure about the outlook – <clears throat> excuse me, long-term for Carlos Santana for the rest of the season anyway, uh, in Milwaukee. I'm not dropping him yet where I have him. I mean, if you have him, it's likely a deeper league anyway. If you're talking Yahoo, he's 11% rostered, so probably not somebody that is on your radar unless you're in a deeper league or there's a Roto League with deeper benches or whatever. Um, but I think we're going to have to keep an eye. He might become a drop at this point. It's too early to tell, but it's not a positive move uh, for his fantasy value as far as I see it. It's a better lineup, and maybe if they just you know throw in the towel on Rowdy, People were talking earlier in the year about he's maybe a DFA candidate. Then perhaps uh, then perhaps we see more Santana, but I don't see them DFAing Rowdy at this point. I think it'll be kind of a mixture of both of them, and it'll kind of suck to have either one of them. Not that you should have Rowdy really on any rosters anymore, but you probably do have Carlos Santana if you're playing in a 15-teamer. He's been very viable in 15-teamers, and I just don't know if that's going to continue. So we're going to have to monitor the situation. Just a couple trades I wanted to go over here today. It's a brief episode, but I did want to give my thoughts on what has happened over the last day. But guys, we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll do a longer show tomorrow, I promise. A very brief one today. But you got the long one from yesterday to go listen to if you haven't already. Rob Silver and Mike Curlin. That one was absolutely excellent. We're talking strategy. We're talking NFBC in-season strategies. We're talking preseason prep. How to win an overall versus how to win a league. It was a very cool episode so go and check that one out if you get a chance. But until then, you can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99, at EthosFantasyBB for the rest of our content here on the baseball side and for the rest of everything we got going on. It's at SportsEthos on Twitter and also the website SportsEthos.com. But guys, until tomorrow, I hope you have a great night. Take care, and we'll see you later. <laughs>